Welcome to Allendale Market Talk Podcast. This is Greg McBride, joined as always by my co-host, Michael T. Lung. Mike, lots of trepidation, lots of volatility in the markets. Uh, one day up 20, next day down 30, next day down 15, then up 20 the next day. Uh, we have truly reached the peak of summer weather, or at least summer volatility for weather, and we aren't even truly to summer yet. Yeah, it's uh, quite the amazing trade that's going on right now. And if you take basically every single day's range and divide it by 10, you have what we were trading last year at this time. It's a absolutely complete 180 about where we were a year ago, mm-hmm. well over those prices. And at one point, multiple points, actually double the prices. So... A lot of volatility. We already paked in so much premium uh, beforehand, and now with everything going on with potential rains that haven't fallen yet, but they might fall, and hot weather, but it might be cool, but it might not be, we're definitely seeing that peak hysteria. You're not seeing a ton of orders in the way of resting orders, whether they be buy or sell, and it's really leading to specs and potentially hedgers coming in here and moving this market pretty greatly with less orders and just seeing those wider swings on the day that look crazy if this is all of you have seen but in the grand scheme of things really have not been moving on a weekly basis much of anywhere yeah I mean, and that's the the tough part about this is how do you establish any kind of a long-term uh position if you're if you're long if you're short um if all we do is, you know, we may s- spend one week up nine cents, the next week down three cents, and and like you said, not go anywhere. Uh, but the the range of of trade is so incredible uh, that it's it's almost impossible to to hold a position with any amount of confidence uh, at this time of the year. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's, it's extremely difficult at this point to hold anything. And it really has to be, at this point, knowing where you're at on the cash side of things, whether you need to get more sold, less sold, if you have what you know you're going to produce, or if you're now getting into an area of uh, the weather's really hurting me right now, if these rains don't fall, am I going to have to buy these contracts? Can I roll them out? What are my next steps going forward? And looking at that very long-term focus, and potentially going far the money if you're looking at options in order to cheapen it up to keep away from the high prices at the money as well as if you're trying to sell an option the large margin costs in order to hold anything even if it is well out of the money mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, it's been it's been a wild time and and the amount of risk that uh, that you have to put into a position even if you know as you mentioned uh, the at the money puts uh or even at the money calls if you if you've over over committed yourself the premium just to hold a position is is incredible at this time of the year it's 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 wild and and one of the things that uh, we we haven't uh, necessarily gotten away from is the potential or seeing the the dollar uh, backpedaling a little bit. We've been below 90. We're back above 90. We continue to oscillate back and forth around this this 90 handle, and we know that that could 
at any point, if it backs off, let's say it goes down to 88 or 87, that could uh, infuse a little more um, a little more premium or buying into the market because uh, that just cheapens up uh, what uh, what a bushel of corn goes for or, or you know however many widgets it is. But it's that's something to watch too. We can't uh, can't ignore the po- the potential for a weaker dollar uh, bringing on some uh, some export demand uh, at this point. Yeah, very well could happen, and we haven't seen much recently since China stopped buying at the end of May. But nothing to say that they or anyone else won't come in at that point and pick some up, especially after the and especially in the beans. But after the drop we've seen here recently, beans are currently almost two bucks off their highs mm-hmm. for the July contract, and you have crush that continues to disappoint and a downward biased at this point to that bean market. So right. very well could happen, and if we can get the beans cheap enough beforehand as well, could potentially be another bullish story to be talking about. But sure, absolutely. You get, the corner. you get dryness that uh, carries through uh, July and into August. Uh, that bean crop uh, could see some uh, some real production issues on what's already a, a tight ending stocks. Um, now, this will be interesting. This will be something that uh, our producers that are listening uh, could uh, could help us out with. And, you know, talking with, uh, with your own customers, Mike, what, what I'm seeing – when I drive around is I'm still seeing, you know, crops that don't look awful. You know, it's, we've had some quite a bit of heat, you know, nineties, 95 for a couple of days straight. We've seen very, very little rain. I know just over our house, we've seen three tenths of an inch maybe over the last month. And it just seems like we're hanging in there right now. You know, we haven't gotten to that point. Obviously, I think we still have fairly short crops. I mean, normally you would see us waist high at this point, and and even we've had times where we were, you know, chest high at this time of the year. And it's uh, it's getting to that point where, um, you know, we kind of want to hear what uh, what everybody's seeing in their own crops. You know, give us an honest estimate of what uh, what you think as far as the damage that you may or may not have seen is it uh, is it just rooting down to find the water and we've got a very good uh, good stand or is it that you know we're starting to to curl up and and there's no moisture in the air so if we uh, if, if we have our uh, our listeners out there that are producers that can uh, help us out send us a tweet uh, and just uh, give us an idea or give us a call and let us know what you're seeing uh, give us an honest uh opinion of your own crop out there and and uh, keep us uh, keep us in the know so that's what uh, that's what helps us to kind of ascertain what we need to be doing as far as recommendations for buying puts or whether or not we should be looking at the long side of things to uh, to combat some of the stuff that you've already sold so um, other things that we'll be looking for as we move forward you know is the Allendale um conference is going to be coming up next month it's still over a month away we've got uh we'll have drew Lerner come in and speak like he always does you know rich will put some information together for us on the corn beans and wheat and then uh ahead of that the big one that's coming up and this is what we should probably talk about is that quarterly stocks report and the acreage report what's what are your thoughts mike on where where we go for acreage because the numbers that I've seen are everywhere. 
Yeah, and we saw with any of these big reports that people almost know that there's going to be an increase of corn and beans. It's the talk of the trade. Everyone's looking for something to raise. Whether it will or will not is going to be a question for the June 30th. But what I'm seeing and what I'm looking at is, like everyone else, looking for corn acres to increase, bean acres to increase. But really looking at that North Dakota area and really a potentially pretty bullish story for spring wheat. You see week after week crop conditions decrease. Mm-hmm. and you saw the wheat crop going very quickly up there. And it may not be just because it was warm and dry and they were able to get everything in and just move quickly. It might have been more so because there was more acres being taken away from beans, or not beans, but spring wheat, and placed over into beans and corn with mm-hmm. the predominant corn with where it was sitting around that time frame. So you're seeing this... Uh, spring wheat could excellent rating continue to decrease and very well could be because the spring wheat acres that were planted were the more poor acres and the good acres that they could pull away from spring wheat went to corner beans yeah absolutely well and and talking about the you know uh north dakota and not that north dakota is a, a fringe state by any means there's you know it's a it's a very big um agricultural state here but the the issues that we have in some of these uh, some of these states that are not necessarily in the heart of the Midwest could definitely be a be a factor that not uh, not a lot of people have talked about just yet. You know, we've got all this rain that has come through the Delta, through uh, Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, and those aren't you know necessarily your your top ten ten states as far as corn being production or anything like that but if there's damage there those acres were planted or and replanted a couple of times but there's there's that potential where we could see uh yield loss we could see acreage uh, acreage issues there we could see some prevent plant uh, from uh from all the uh, all the rains they've had so there's it's not just drought that we're dealing with this year it's it's kind of a little bit of everything there's there's areas that are are behind on on planting because they're too wet you know parts of ohio are still very wet parts of the uh, the southeast are still wet and they're still trying to to plant beans in uh, in the, the southeast so there's definitely not an ideal uh weather forecast or or conditions report for the entire uh, United States this year, and and I'm not trying to push the you know the the rally button, and I'm not trying to say that everything is is going to go to record highs, but it is it is something to note that uh, you know just like every other year we do have problems, but the key factor is going to be this July weather. Mm-hmm. July weather is going to be the key factor for the for the corn. Obviously, we need uh, we need rain in 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 july but we also need that rain in in august to fill out the fill out the beans and also to uh, to finish out that corn crop and uh for right now you know talking or listening to what drew Lerner has to say recently it sounds like we're still looking at more of a hotter drier bias that could could affect us and that's something to be concerned about but that's also not something that you can 100% bet on 
the USDA to at least recognize. So you need to make sure that you're getting some protection plans on, like we talked about, whether it's, you know, buying puts, um, be very careful about how much risk you put into it. If you're going to be selling calls or you're going to be, you know, selling futures or anything like that. But it's, it's something to, uh, to just say, Hey, listen, I've got a, a profitable level here. And if the rains fall at the right time in July or the rains fall at the right time in August, markets are going to take note of that and we're going to we're going to back off. So there is still downside risk. It's not all, you know, doom and gloom when it comes to the amount of uh, heat or stress that's out there. So it'll mm-hmm. be it'll be interesting uh, over the next uh, couple of weeks. We could we could come in next week and change our tune and be super bullish because we still haven't seen rain, even though it's been in the forecast. Yeah, and I think one of the big things that you did mention uh, that might have gone under the radar a little bit is does the USDA recognize it? You saw in 2019 they did not recognize anything that happened during that entire uh, over-moisture problem until September of 2020. Mm-hmm. So maybe we do get a short-term bullish rally, and maybe the USDA doesn't recognize it. We didn't recognize the full 2012 problem until 2013. So another thing to vi- – very closely monitor is not only are we looking at a shorter crop but also is usda going to recognize it and is trade psychology going to follow what's happening weather-wise or what's being plugged in for a number Mm -hmm. so a couple things be watching for but yeah that june 30th is going to be a big one to watch for and then we'll be able to break it down pretty well during our july conference so if you guys have any questions about that's if you want to help us out with some yield forecasts of your own what your backyard's looking like so we can get a better picture of the whole macro from a micro perspective please give us a call 800-262-7538 but to Allendale, this is mike lung and greg mcbride signing off you guys have a great one